The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Well, theoretically, <clears throat> I can't hear myself, but at least we know. Oh, there you got it. So we got that going. Put yourself over here. Let's see if we can do that. At the very least, we'll talk to each other and maybe somebody else will hear us. You never know. This one goes in. No, no, not that. This. We're not going to worry about the people here at GMIX. They'll, they'll be fine without music for a little while. You and I need to talk to each other. We haven't talked enough lately. So. All right. There you go. How's that? That's fine. I can't hear you. I got you. All right. All the way up. Let's give that a shot. I believe that we're being heard. All right. Very good then. So, in classic Hawkeye Huddle fashion, we are on the air now after uh, working with new equipment that just appeared to be working a few minutes ago, and here we are now. There's the output bus. We'll figure that out in a little bit. So, David, uh, interesting week in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes all the way from last week to, uh, to this week. I wouldn't mess with it until we're, we go to the commercial. Really lightly in the background, he says he can hear us. Really? Well, everything's plugged in, and we're pumped up as far as okay, we can go. Okay, we're good to go now. Okay, apparently. excellent. So, um, as of uh, as of this time last week, we were watching Iowa play Ohio State. Things were going according to plan all the way up until about three minutes before the halftime, maybe two and a half, when Tyler Cook, Cook dribbled in the middle of the lane, turned around, and threw the basketball to an Ohio State player. Nicholas Bear fouled him on a uh, breakaway. Uh, he got the basket, two free throws. Ohio State pulled even. And from there, Iowa has played basketball like third graders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, it wasn't maybe that bad. Not, but it, not t- very well. Right. It's been a tough week. Uh, and aside from that, obviously, with all the off-court stuff, we've got a lot to break down. Let's start with the games themselves. Iowa lost that game, of course, to Ohio State by 20 on the road. Uh, symptomatic of, of jo- what we joke about all the time, but symptomatic of, of late-season Hawkeye uh, basketball. Some kid who hasn't scored all year, the Aaron's kid, has averaged two points a game. He gets 29 against Iowa, six three-pointers in the second half. And then they go out on senior day on Saturday and play very listless basketball, and they give up 27 to Ron Harper Jr. and Rutgers, and they lose after being down by 20 at home. 20 at home to Rutgers. Iowa ends up losing that one by 13. Nicholas Bear did have 17 in a senior day effort. He fouled out at the end of the game, which is probably appropriate. He was the only guy that was hustling the whole day. It was it was really a bad week in a lot of different ways. We'll worry about Cam McCaffrey later, but at, well, at the end of the day, the Hawks have got to pick this thing up differently well, than they whatever they've been doing the last three weeks has not been working. So, so let me ask you this: uh, if if we take Fran McCaffrey and we say, okay, we don't think it matters that much; he's not on the bench. On to me on Saturday, it made it tremendous difference uh, for him not to be on the bench uh, because he was unable to make any adjustments whatsoever. Uh, He was unable to put a spark and while Andrew Francis and the rest of the uh, assistant coaches were giving it their all, there's a reason they're not the head coach. And I just, I didn't feel like Iowa you just turned me down. I, I didn't feel like Iowa had any spark outside of Nicholas Bear. He was trying to force things, doing his best to get things going. But he's not. he shouldn't be your number one scoring option uh, at, any, at any moment in a, in a basketball game. 
Well, and it, clearly at this point in time, they're they're lacking for understanding what to do when they can't get the ball down low. Okay, because and we we obviously Iowa fans have lamented through this, and we did a little bit. And I I told you this was was part of the thing. I've gone through this the last couple of years, noticing Iowa's late season fades all have to do partially, not completely, but partially with the fact that in some way, shape, or form, basketball changes in the Big Ten from January to February. Because in February, they start swallowing their whistles. All this freedom of movement stuff that they preach and, and uh, they, they, they actually do patrol in December and January, they stop calling. Now, I mean, Rutgers, that we, this happened up there, and people have their coach is well known for doing this. He, he dirties you up just like Michigan State does, right? He's going to tackle, he's going to bump, he's going to grab, he's going to hold, and he's going to gamble that you can't make enough free throws to beat him. And that's the way they're going to do it. And they did that the other day. It frustrated Iowa. Iowa missed some free throws in addition to missing the few open shots that they got. And it really makes a big difference in the way that Iowa plays the basketball game. And so the free flow of what there is for Iowa was uh, was certainly not there the other day. And it was really, it really, really cost them. But this is what's been happening to them all along over those last few months. And it started with that Northwestern game where we talked about they grabbed everybody and held everybody through most of the game, and they let Tyler Cook try to get his, but other than that, they covered everybody else up. And this is what's happening now throughout the rest of the season for this Iowa offense. You know, I, I've been sitting here wondering how are the Hawks going to play against Wisconsin, a notoriously physical defensive team. I've been wondering how was Iowa going to play at Nebraska on the road. Then the Big Ten tournament, because all those games will have Big Ten refs. Iowa's best chance might be to get in the NCAA tournament. Hope that they have West Coast refs or or somebody who's going to to actually absolutely co- call hand absolutely. checking, call grabbing. Jordan Bohanna was getting extraordinarily frustrated against Rutgers. Stephen Bardo's going. He's getting his chicken wing out. I'm thinking, well, what about the guy who's got his hands in his pockets in uh, bumping him uh, as he tries to cut across the lane or, or basically grabbing him so they can't. Uh, go across the lane and anything like that. Those aren't going to do anything, Brett, because none of the turning them off buttons are. Right, uh, I'm turning are them off. off. That's what I'm doing. I got you. So at any rate, uh, you know, obviously a disappointing week uh, to lose both games handily to teams that well, certainly you're favored against Rutgers and and a, a toss-up sort of game at Ohio State. My question is this, and and they're continuing to fall down the seeding pack. You know, right now I see him at a seven, eight, uh, eight by Lenardi. Yeah, I yeah. see. I've seen him at seven in virtually every other uh, bracket that I've looked at. I guess I didn't look at Lenardi, but all the rest of them have him in the seven, going up against Carolina, Kentucky, and if you're in that eight nine game, then obviously if you win, then you're going to get Duke or Gonzaga or Virginia or you know potentially Tennessee. None of those look extremely uh, fun, considering where you're likely going to be playing those games at. With all those one seeds getting the benefit of uh, closest location to where they live. Well, unfortunately, the net is not helping Iowa right now. It's built on several things, and it's not just your record. The net is built on also offensive, which is good, offensive efficiency, which is good for Iowa, and defensive efficiency, which is really bad for Iowa. Their last. Out of all the Power 5 teams, they have the worst defensive efficiency. Still, they're better than last year by 200 spots, right? But they're still at like 135 or something like that. 
uh, dead last in the Big Ten, and that hurts. And then on top of that, those six games that Fran McCaffrey re- just insists on scheduling every year against the bottom feeders of college basketball. And it doesn't have to be that way. You cannot tell me that you couldn't have looked and decided that those six bottom feeder teams, you couldn't have said, you know, those guys are not going to be good enough to be a quadrant three. We have six wins over quad four teams. I believe our strength of schedule, our non-conference strength of schedule, is somewhere around 313, all right? Overall strength of schedule is in the 70s or something like that because they're in the Big Ten and they're playing. But uh, don't say, well, we knew we were going to play Pitt, and that would be a tough game. No, you didn't. Pitt didn't win a Big East game last year. Or well, but there's, there's nothing you can do about that. That's part of the ACC. I know, but you can't use that Big as an 10. excuse that, oh, well, that was going to be a tough game, so we wanted to schedule a cupcake over here. You had one, maybe two, tough game. Well, you had Iowa State, Oregon you thought was going to be good, and then beyond that. Well, you can't, once again, you can't do anything. You decided to play. If you look at those four teams that were in that uh, Madison Square Garden tournament, Syracuse, they're going to make the tournament, it looks like. UConn, uh, g- great name, obviously from out east. In, but, or- in Oregon, but who's UConn, ha- who yeah. coming into the year was a preseason top 40 team. So if you went into that tournament, we went into that tournament, we anticipated losing to Oregon and playing UConn in the second round. UConn was terrible last year. They won seven games. They were not going to be any better this year. They're better, but they're so, not going to be. So you're blaming, so my, you can't blame Fran McCaffrey for I the Madison bla- Square Garden tournament. But this is what I can blame him for. You can blame him for, him for yes. Savannah State. Yes. What I'm saying Central is Carolina Coastal. his excuse is every year he says, well, we had all these tough games, so well, we, we had to take we, a break. Honestly, well, no, we, you didn't. We, you ought, didn't. we ought to play. We ought to be lucky to go 500 in non-conference and go uh, 500 in the Big Ten and end up at you'd be in the same spot 18 and 12. Yes, um, but you'd be for sure in there because are, of your quadrant one wins and all that other jazz. You should, you should, you, you can figure out. It's easy to figure out who's probably going to be more of a quadrant three, quadrant two team. It's easy to figure out who's. So going when to be do Q4s. when do they make the basketball schedule? I don't that, know. The, uh, they do it during the summer. It comes up. I mean, it's new every year, right? The Big Ten stuff's given to them. They've got a couple games scheduled next year. They'll get a Big Ten ACC challenge game against a like like uh, like win opponent. So that'll be a little tougher this year. Last year they knew it was going to be awful. They're going to play one of the worst teams in the in the, in the ACC. What do you think? And then Pitt- it, but they, was saying. they do get Cincinnati. Now they made that they made that schedule. They scheduled that game against Cincinnati, so that'll be uh, that. That's one he's loaded up, and he's got Iowa State. And then other than that, so you're probably looking at three right now non-conference games next year that you and can point to. They don't play you and I or Drake, Drake at this point. right. So you're looking at three tough non-conference games. That's not enough to make up for playing six Savannah States. Okay. It's just dumb. Okay. When the team's going to win five, six games, you've got to schedule Let me ask you now. this. What in God's name does this have anything to do with how crappy the basketball team has played in the last two What years? it has to do, we're talking seeding right now. You want to turn, to turn back to that? That's probably a good idea. Hey, we're at the first commercial break already. Well, we were, we were messing around for the first five. We'll theoretically back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. 
Brent Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. I gotta wait for the music to run out, apparently. I don't know, maybe they can turn down the volume at the studio to see if they can hear us better. There I don't go. know. Here's, anyway, the, here's the big question. We're here at G-Mix. At the very least, the people here at G-Mix can hear us because it's really loud here. It we is. Got that, we got that working for us, so either way. Uh, it, we're theoretically here for the next couple of weeks as well from 6 to 7 o'clock. No theory. We will. We'll, we'll be here whether we're on the, on the air. Or no, we'll be on not. the air. All right. We'll get it figured Tom out. Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com is joining us now on the line, and Lord willing, we'll be able to hear, be able to hear us as well. Good afternoon, Tom. Hey guys, I, I cannot hear you uh, barely. It's uh, it's barely a whisper. It's amazing because I can hear you perfectly. Yep, so we've got something on our output to you is not turned up to a loud enough volume for you to hear us. So perhaps we should let Tom go because this is not going to work, and we will uh, we'll talk to him next week. And uh, thank him for his time, because uh, this is not going to work at all. Uh, we'll get Tom back on with you n- next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament and where Iowa ends up uh, heading to, uh, uh, to uh, down the road. Okay, let's just go back. Hey, let's start on something, a positive note, before we keep going, because we're so frustrated with this. Um, I feel like the Iowa basketball team that couldn't make a basket for 11 minutes how does that happen? Why did you go away from the positive? Because I, I can't. Positive. I, because okay. I'm on a negative note right now. Let's talk about Megan Gustafson. That's what I want to talk about. The Iowa women with uh, two victories this week. They finished second in the Big Ten in the regular season standings. They have either Indiana or Northwestern. Uh, Indiana, who beat them just a week ago, I by the way. I think they'd love to get Indiana. I again. think they might. Uh, they get uh, Friday afternoon at 530, of course, in Chicago. And uh, they'll be working their way towards the... Is that the, in uh, Chicago? I think it is. I, for some reason, I, I thought it was in Indiana. No, no, I think both tournaments okay. are in, in Chicago. Megan Gustafson, of course, is your Big Ten Player of the Week. Oh, wait. She's also... That's the 23rd time. She's also your Big Ten Player of the Year. And uh, that's unanimous. a unanimous decision as well. Uh, she currently leads the nation in field goal percentage at 70%. 70.8. That's 71, really, isn't it? And feel, uh, points per game, 27.7. She's in the top uh, five nationally in eight categories. And if she's not an All-American, that could be that's, that's a real problem. If she's not your national player of the year, that's, an even, that's, that's probably an even, as big of a problem. Well, you're, I, you're, you're clearly going to get that East Coast UConn bias, uh, Notre Dame bias, uh, SEC bias when it comes to that voting. But anyone who's watched Megan Gustafson for the last two years, because remember, she got hosed last year. Um, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, didn't was she second or third team All American last year? It was something ridiculously well, dumb. She wasn't. Maybe honorable mention. Yeah. Yes, she and, wasn't an All American. She was Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, it's yeah. just. Yeah, it was. It was ignorant, and and I saw it the other day ESPN uh, on on uh, <clears throat> I believe it was Monday morning. They were showing highlights of some gal that got a double-double, and she's got, I don't know, 15 or 20 in a row. Say, Well, she broke some ACC record. Megan Gustafson with 27 double-doubles this year. You know, I'm just, I'm just telling you, you're right. I think there's going to be, it'll be an interesting bias that they have to deal with, and hopefully uh, it, won't, it won't end up uh, killing her because 
she has had a, a, not only a tremendous season, but a tremendous career at the University of Iowa. Goes out as the all-time leading scorer. Great senior day the other day as the Hawks won by, uh, what, they won 74-50. to 50. Stretched it out against a good Northwestern team. Northwestern's 16-13, and 9-9. It's not a bad team. Uh, and, of course, uh, like I said, they will either get Northwestern or Indiana. And then uh, looks like Rutgers after that probably and likely Maryland. Uh, firing an upset. Iowa beat Rutgers in Iowa City with C. Vivian uh, back in Iowa City, and she gushed over how good Megan Gustafson was and how essentially there was no, they had no answer for her whatsoever. Um, And? They're uh, almost a lock to play in Iowa City. Well, they are a lock to play in Iowa City. Uh, So the Big Ten, or so the the NCAA came out with their... uh, Released their seedings for right now, where they would be if if they came out today. Uh, um, Iowa, even though rated I think twelfth in the polls, number eight in the NCAA's selection process, as they would if they're so a number two. So they'd be a number two right now if, to, if wow. the tournament started today. Uh, so uh, as a four, you're going to play in Iowa City. They're going to get two in Iowa City. As a two, they would get a really good draw and uh, have a have a a really good chance to not only make the Sweet 16, but you're looking at the Elite Eight and shot at the Final Four. And don't forget, the, the, the lone game where they really had trouble this year when they were at Notre Dame, top-notch, top-ranked Notre Dame, and they got crushed. Kathleen Doyle was not part of that. Kathleen Doyle, uh, incidentally, now back after that injury for all of the Big Ten season, uh, back, she's all Big Ten first team this year as well. And so you've got an all-Big Ten first-team point guard that was missing from that game. So don't look at that as being, well, they can't hang with the big, with the big dogs when it comes to... Davis uh, was a point guard. She's a point guard, too. Oh. They both kind of... They, they, no, Doyle pushes it a lot. She's a shooter, too, but Davis a little bit of both. Tonight, Davis also honorable mention all-Big Ten, which is nice considering she's been uh, injured each of the last couple of years. Uh, I think a couple of ACLs. So... Um, Good shot to play in Iowa City. I believe, in fact, I meant to do this today. I believe they started selling tickets today to uh, if for the NCAA really? first and second round. What what days are those? Is that if, like Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Uh, it's uh, Friday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, I believe. How would they do that? Do they play on Monday? Yeah, it's oh, Friday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Monday then, I think. I think it's Saturday, Sunday. Hey, look, help's on the way. None of those respond to anything. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. So I, I I know it's Friday is the first is the first round. They don't they don't, uh, they don't do that, and then they start on they go Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Monday, I, I believe. So we'll see what what that looks like right. for the Hawks and who they get. But you know, I was looking at a couple of well, the, if you're you know, the two, options. I mean, then obviously the next highest seed in your in your area is a seven, and you get them on the home court. Yeah, and. Could that, that be it. Iowa State? They wouldn't do that. Uh, they, uh, here's the thing: they're not going to. They don't need to sell tickets when you're playing on your home court, okay? And if they don't need to sell tickets when you're playing on your home court, they're not going to lock you up against a tougher team than you need to be locked up against just for for kicks and giggles in the seating. Um, we did that earlier and it didn't work at all. So uh, what I'm saying is it's, it's much like what they're doing here in Des Moines for, for the men. You're not going to have uh, a two-seed playing a home team or ostensibly a home team. And it, right now happen. in Des Moines, it looks like both Michigan and Michigan State would, for be, the men. Yes. would be in Des Moines uh, for the men. 
with a smattering of other people. And, uh, you know, honestly, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to going. I'm looking forward to uh, watching. Obviously, I w- would have loved to have Iowa or Iowa State here, uh, you know, f- for that event. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Amazing what three weeks ago. You had probably both teams in that four, 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 five slot. I know. And I know. Uh, now it's six and seven, maybe seven and eight. Um, as you take a look at uh, at uh, a couple of questions for this Iowa team, we talked about the freedom of flow on offense, and they talked a little bit about that today. I saw some uh, a couple of interviews with Luca Garza talking about how they're not running anymore and they're not moving anymore. Something tells me when you get guys tackling you, that that also plays into it a little bit. But where in the heck? Has Isaiah Moss been? And on top of that, as as limited as I still believe Tyler Cook is, what was what was with him? I could Saturday, he had he literally needed to be off the court. I mean, Iowa finally <laughs> they 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 caught you know he was terrible. He cut the uh, they cut the lead to nine. They got the ball back. There there we go. Uh huh. And there it is. And uh, Brett even I, I t- called that. I told you it was one of those. It was on the screen. Now you can figure that, and everybody here can listen to us. Wow, what a difference! Now I'm loud. Extraordinarily Sweet. loud. All right, we can do. We got a, a full 25 minutes of real radio to do now. Anyway, um, Tyler Cook was bad the other day, and I, I want when I say that I want I want to I don't, I don't want to just say well he was bad. I want to say he was he was a turnover machine. He's a walking turnover right now. And. And he's got he, he's got no shot. He's not concentrating on his free throws. He's playing very poor defense. He's getting beat all over the court. He literally I, I, during when Iowa got it to within ten or eleven, I wanted him off the court because. Uh, and he, sure enough, he dribbled it right up, went into a double team, turned around, threw a bounce pass in the middle and lane. They, they stole it. And they hit a three, and the game was that was it. Well, and and then at the back end of the press, you're sitting there and you're looking at what Iowa's trying to do with the half court press. Or three-quarter court. In what world? You and I both coach basketball. We've watched a lot of basketball over the years. In what world does your backline guy get up on the other side of the half court? I, I, I remember I, I, the I Dr. Tom. I saw where, it when you, you, I where saw you it had when you said AC that. Earl, where you had it, it, Ed Horton, where you had uh, no, nowhere. A, a variety of large dudes at the back end of your press who basically never got beyond the free throw line. And, and was like, okay, this is as far north as I'm going. And I'm going to protect the rim. And if it's two-on-one against me, that's fine. I'm going to handle that. We, we practice that. But that, that was the job, right? That, that's the job. And, it, it, and it, I, why is Tyler Cook not doing I, that job? I don't, I don't want to dig ditches, but the world needs dicks, dick, 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 uh, ditch diggers too, right? The world needs the guy who's on the back line of the press to stay back there. It's his job. Yeah. Well, so here, this is You've, what I've said. You had one job, and you, that was to turn on the microphone. <laughs> this is what I was saying to you, and I know it gets a little confusing sometimes when I talk because we're trying to do all this other stuff. But when I say Iowa panics, their panic on offense transfers into panic on defense. And when they start having trouble scoring and the other team starts to get ahead and they start to panic a little bit, they overplay. And Tyler Cook's the worst one of this. He's suddenly double-teaming guys he shouldn't be, and he's leaving guys wide open. This is how Ron Harper Jr. gets all those three-pointers. He's wide open. 
Nobody's guarding You don't him. need to yell at me now. I can no. hear you fine. Sorry, we've been yelling the whole time. So it's frustrating. And So let, let, me, uh, let me pose this question to you because I had people arguing with me on Twitter on this, and I was literally just trying to start a conversation, not saying that Iowa doesn't deserve to be where they are right now. I'm not saying that. They did win those close games. But when you consider— oh, you're that guy. I want to—no, just seriously, listen. This, I said this last year the opposite direction. There were a number of close games, and they got blown out in a number last year too, but there are a number of close games where suddenly you could say to yourself, well, maybe they weren't 14 and 18 bad. Maybe they were more like 16 and 16, 17, because they had all those close games. They just lost them at the end. Iowa has won a bunch of close games. We all know this. Three one-point magic, you know, or last-second buzzer beaters. So they're 10 and 7 in the Big Ten. Are they really any better than 7 and 10 Rutgers right now? They have a win over Michigan and a win over Iowa State. And they beat Indiana twice. Uh, okay. Indiana's getting to a point where that's somewhat impressive. They're, Indiana's still they're if, 15 and 14. And If Indiana played Michigan State, Every game, they'd be they'd be fine. They'd be number one in the nation. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. There are some good wins on there. I'm just saying right now, from a from a basket from a standpoint of how they're playing, statistically how things are going, uh, I I just think right now you can make a case that this is a very fine line. Iowa has been on the right side of the fine line this year, and it may be catching up to them. We talked about being the year. They're not. They're not super athletic. They're slow on defense, and that's catching up to them. Well, here's the, here's the thing that I that I noticed, and it, and it really really showed to to me on Saturday against Rutgers, and and maybe it was because we watched Ohio State here, and then you know things got bad fast, and and I really wasn't paying attention, but I was really trying to watch. Iowa is horrible. A d- defensive rotation, particularly in the zone. But it was better earlier no, no. in the year. It well, wasn't? It well, was it, better it, earlier in the year. Maybe. It was. And maybe, te- maybe guys just missed shots. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is this, is that the ball moves and we inexplicab- inexplicably want to double down uh, in the post. Why not just guard the guy? I, I, now, I saw Wieskamp run right by the guy with the, who was getting the basketball the other day to double down on a guy who had it, right? He left his, the guy he was guarding to go guard the other guy when there was a to double team, which is theoretically that's what double team, but the other guy's just cutting right behind him for a layup. I mean, well, you can't and, and just do that. So so either everyone's figured out Iowa's own, which is possible, or uh, the execution of the zone is extraordinarily bad. And in my mind, what I see is this, is I see guys basically chasing the ball. Agreed. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So the guys open, the big dude who'd hit three out of his last 30 three-pointers, hits three in a row from the same spot in the same corner, and whether it's Bear or Wieskamp or Moss, whomever was out there, running to close out or whatever the term is um and they're two steps late they should already be out there syracuse doesn't run their zone like that i mean people are playing their zone they're not chasing the ball well so the question is if if you're doing that is that because when guys get when the teams get the ball inside on your zone you don't have anybody who can d up on their big men i don't know how would we know I would love to see somebody's big man uh, pick a guy 
pick a team uh, and, and have them go out there and have their inside guy go for 30. Because I haven't seen that this year against Iowa. Well, we cover those guys up great. It's a three-pointer. So during this string, I believe the teams are up to about 40% shooting from the three-point line against Iowa. They were 31 uh, for the entire year about a month ago. So, All right, one segment left. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back. Whoa. We're that, back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. That was ample. I think the red means too loud. That's too loud. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. G Migs in West Des Moines. I want to thank the great sponsors on our program, especially since they can all hear us now. Of course, G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub right here. Uh, you can join us here for the rest of the basketball season. We'll be here on Tuesday nights from 6 to 7 o'clock. Lord willing, that'll be through at least the end of the, of the month. Certainly through the end of March. All our sponsors will uh, get any ex- Sweet 16 and Final Four uh, appearances. Those shows will be gratis. <laughs> They'll be gratis. Uh, uh, the 27th, I will not be here. I will be uh, in Dallas, Texas for uh, the following day, the Cubs and Rangers on opening day. Well, there you have so it. So we'll have to deal with that. Anyway, aside from that, uh, our uh, our friends, of course. That would be the Hawks going into the Sweet 16. That would, right. I know. Because uh, it's a we're week prob- late. So we're probably not going to do that for the women, are we? Uh, That's going to be our last show, the wrap-up show, or probably, probably. Yeah, I tell you what, if they're if they're if they're still playing, I'll be in Dallas by then. I can call. I will be. I will be there. Well, I may be at a, a local hell little watering hole. I'll be able to figure yeah, out how yeah, this. I works. know. Well, and we want to thank everybody for thank, uh, stick, sticking with us through the uh, new equipment. You think after 15 years we know how to run the equipment, but when you give us new equipment, we don't. It's a whole different. Uh, deal. Our clothier friends across the street here, Langlewood's Clothing. And uh, dressing presidents, and of course, uh, big guys at uh, Kozlowski Law. I appreciate that. And Templeton Rye, we'll get to the Templeton Rye last call here in just a little bit. And uh, we haven't really looked. Let's look real quickly back at baseball for the week. The Hawks went to Oklahoma State, ranked number nineteen in the country. They lose five to five, five to four. Gave up two runs in the ninth. Lose that one. Who's our second closer? game in a row? They have a number of them right now, and they're figuring it out. Is but, it Strope? That's not Pedro. It's not the six-fingered gas can from a couple of years ago, but Alfonso. Yeah, yeah. But the Hawks came back and beat Oklahoma State five to four in the nightcap, and then won three to two on Saturday. So they took two out of three from the Cowboys, which is really pretty good. They have a couple of nice Saturday Sunday pitchers in uh, in our in our uh, Central Iowa kids uh, that are that are really. They're tough, and so they're going to do well on Saturday and Sunday. They're looking for those closers, and we've talked about it. They, they, they explore early in the year. Here's the tough part. They don't have anywhere to play now. They were supposed to play Simpson tomorrow. That's been canceled. They're Why? Su- uh, I don't know. Supposed to go to Evansville Saturday and Sunday of this week. We'll see about that. Does Indiana have snow? That might That might be better. UIC was supposed to come here next week. We'll see about that. And then, I, I mean, everything is for the rest of March is in Iowa City or in the Midwest. So it's going to be interesting to see how much more they can play. They're 6-4 and four on the year. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. However, last week, big wins for the NCAA tournament prospects down the road because you need those, uh, those road wins against ranked teams. It's a good thing. I'll take your word for it. Uh, it is. So, um, oh, by the way, Big Ten Wrestling this weekend in Minneapolis. Uh, Hawks, uh, everybody's seated in the top ten. Uh, imagine that in the Big Ten. 
But uh, the Hawks, uh, a couple of, here's the thing, nobody's a number one seed. you got Lee, DeSantos, and Mariel Nelly are all number twos. Uh, Sam Stoll all the way down at a number eight. Sam Lugo's Stoll, a three. Sam Stoll's going to have to wrestle hard to get to nationals. Yep. They're going to have to work at it. So we'll see how that goes. That's uh, this weekend up in Minneapolis. All right, back to basketball. Two games this week. Finish it out at Wisconsin Thursday night, 6 p.m. on ESPN. 1 o'clock at Nebraska on Sunday. A Nebraska team that has fallen completely apart, uh, and yet who knows how that's going to go. Um, and Wisconsin, who is still fighting Iowa for their seed in the Big Ten tournament, believe it or not, if the Hawks sweep these two games, Wisconsin has another tough one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they have another tough one um, on Purdue. the road. No. It's not that tough, but the, uh, it might be. It might be Purdue. Maryland has Northwestern, and um, no, Maryland has Purdue. Maryland has a chance if if they both lose both their games, and Iowa wins both their games. Iowa could jump up to the five seed. Does it matter at this point? Here's the thing: Iowa could slip to the eight. The only way that works out is if Minnesota wins their last two, Ohio State wins their last two, and Iowa loses their last two. Then in the tiebreaker, you end up in eight. Otherwise, they're the sixth seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're playing last on Thursday uh, against whoever at that point it might be, probably uh, Indiana or Northwestern. But you never know how that might shake out as well. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Well, there's still lots That's to be. That's the same determined. as the women. Uh, it is actually. I hadn't even thought about that. Right now, if it was to start, that's that's the way it would, would okay. work out. But there's so much more to go, and really, it, the five, six, and seven are the ones that are uh, actually the most set of all of them because you know you've got the top seeds are all still right within a game with each other. Purdue, right. Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, tiebreakers are what would, would kill the Hawks on that. So either way, you're playing on Thursday. You're not going to slip to a Wednesday game, which is good. You're not going to jump up to a double bye. Can't happen. The only thing you could do is get to a five, which might theoretically get you a little bit easier game on Friday. I don't know. Obviously, Iowa matched up pretty well with Michigan the first time. They're the projected three seed. Um, I don't know. I At this point, I really what I want to see, I want to see the Hawks come out and play inspired basketball. Thursday's going to be uh, difficult again. Uh, Kirk Spira is going to be your head coach. Uh, as he has the Wisconsin scout, um, and I'll be interested to see if if what they do with Ethan Hap. To, if I'm them, I'd let Hap get his guard everybody else. Um, yeah, and and if Hap gets forty, and you win because the rest of the team can only score 13, 54 to fifty three, so be it. Um, I would. You know, honestly, they had a real good chance to beat them at home way back in November. Had had an eight-point lead in the second half and let it go and, and a shot to tie it late, I believe, or a shot to take the lead, lead late. Uh, Wisconsin's guy hit a three, and I think Garson missed a three. I think that's that right. That was the end of it, yeah. So it was a good close game. Absolutely. Was Iowa playing better then? I, I, I don't I know. Don't they know. had just been worked by Michigan State pretty bad right before that. Uh, but then they came back after losing to Wisconsin, of course, and, and beat Iowa State pretty handily. Look, there's no question. There's a capability that this team has, and I think this is what's getting frustrating, is uh, there's a capability they have to score better than they have the last three, yeah, three the or four off- games. Offensive execution That's been a problem. has really been poor, I thought, uh, both against Ohio State and Rutgers. If we want to attribute that to that we have no free flow because of the officials allowing everyone to get held as they run around, we can. Um, 
you know, I, I prefer to look at it and say, to me, it doesn't look like the basketball's moving. Connor got in the other day, and boy, he can dribble the air out of it with the best of them. Nobody's moving. Nobody's setting picks. Nobody's setting screens. The high screen and roll with Connor is ineffective because there's no reason to go and guard him because he doesn't shoot the three. Well, he's shooting 11% right now from the three-point um, line, a, a 45% shooter in high school, or 40% shooter. And, and so, you know, when you run the high pick and roll with Jordan and and they come out on him, we got no roll. We got no reverse. and the ball. So the ball seems to me right now to be stuck. And and Iowa. When was the last time we had a fast break point? They are not running. They are. I don't know that. I don't know that they did the other. At some point in time in the second half, it showed they had no fast break points. You know, it seems to me like Iowa has not had any easy easy looks. Fast break points are obviously easy looks. Isaiah Moss has cooled off. He was really hot there for uh, a bit in the middle of the, of the Big Ten season, and that obviously that has uh, uh, gone away at least for the for the time being. But Wisconsin is a team that Iowa can beat because they're they're defensive-minded. They're not going to go out there and score 90. Um, They just... You wouldn't think so. Ohio State got 20 above their average. Rutgers got 20 above their average. If Wisconsin gets 20 above their average, that puts them at 60. (laughs) 65. You know, so, I mean, that's just it. And so, but it's a huge game, frankly, on... on, uh, Thursday for Iowa to have an opportunity to right the ship, and then if, the, if somehow they can, I don't even want to say they have to win, but I sure I sure want to see them play better, um, and then go to Nebraska and do what they should do, and that is finish off the Huskers. I'm thinking about what if they don't, but maybe we'll cross that bridge, bridge next week if you go in on a four-game losing streak, and where do you end up? Are you better off losing all these games and falling to like an 11 seed? It's better than being on the 8-9 line, I think. 11 seed oh, gets it. Right. 11 gets a 6. Well, the which problem is, with the 11 is you might end up in Dayton. Those are 12s. No. Oh, they're 11s, aren't they? You 11s, be... 12s, and 16s. I don't think you want to do that. No, you don't want to have to play the extra game. If you get an 11 and you don't have to play that game, then you get a 6, which is a top 25 team, but everybody is that's kind of close and then you would run into a three two yeah. years ago when they beat davidson they were a seven seven uh, ten game seven ten game it was further back than that but, but well yeah. whatever yes. last yes. time yeah it was the year that was and so what's your tell to my last call better do that we got about a minute left um i oh we got exactly a minute left tell them to write last call um I'm giving them a split. They got Nebraska. They're losing close one to Wisconsin. I thought last week at this time they'd probably get it, but I don't think they will. I think they lose them both. That sucks. Mr. Sunshine. All right, we'll see you next week whether uh, whether they can recover from that. Hopefully we're wrong on that. Join us next week for the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, The Champ.